and welcome to another edition of Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Yo, what's up? I am glad that we are all here on this Thursday. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the Pacific Cover himself, Zilius. Greetings and salutations. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is a Thursday night hangout. This is a live show where we try our best to cover the topics most important to you during the show. If at any time during the show you have any topics or questions or opinions or thoughts that you'd like to share with the group, by all means, drop it in the chat, be it on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch. I have a thoughts. I am glad that Charlie's back with us. Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, we were supposed to have a Thursday night hangout uh, last week, and it, um, it turned into Charlie got to spend... Uh, the night at the hospital. But you came out successfully in the other end as an enhanced cyborg, or so I am told. I wish that I got some cybernetics or something, but no, I actually got uh, my appendix removed. So is that a new weight loss regimen that I'm just finding out now? Think so, but however, I've had a lot of like medical professionals go, "Wait, how old are you? You know, you're you're." a little bit old to get your appendix removed. I'm like, dude, I was a little old to get my wisdom teeth removed, but that didn't yeah. stop me. Because most people with the appendicitis, they're like young. Yeah, like early I mean, 20s. I still have my I still have my appendix. Usually when it's when it's about our age, Zelius, it's uh usually the gallbladder that gets ripped out of you. <clears throat> I don't need no gall appendix. Gall appendix. Gall appendix, ladies and gentlemen. Gall appendix. Um so, um, as a result, not only did we miss last week's show, or sorry, yeah, last week's show, but two weeks ago we did do a show, and I apparently never posted it. Oh, <laughs> because I was supposed to post it uh, on Thursday, but things went sideways, and I ended up in the ER, and then had my appendix removed super duper early on uh, Friday morning uh, because it actually had ruptured at that point. Well, I'm glad that you didn't go into sepsis. Yes, yes, this that's is good. This is good. So it's like they removed it just in time, basically. Yes. There you go. Yes. So now I have to live with the pain. Let me think like kind of the scary part, and I'm guessing this is probably going through your mind. Yeah. A lot of us are like, ah, oh, it's just a stomach ache. Yeah. I'll be fine. Yep. I'll just wake up tomorrow, especially with healthcare costs and all that shit. People just, you know, a lot of us probably just are going to suck it up, right? Uh, yeah, no. Um, so m- my problem, I know we're getting a little bit into detail here, but, you know, we got to, you know, catch up with Charlie time. Um, I thought it was just a bad, like, like I had taken a hit on Monday playing basketball. So I actually played oh. two basketball games on Wednesday while <laughs> feeling like I was just cramping. <clears throat> So, yeah. Every time you got hit, your appendix was like, motherfucker, motherfucker. No, every single time. To be honest with you, I think it's like every single time I slowed down, my appendix is like, I am dying here. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, maybe I, I need to stretch some more or, or hydrate more. I don't know what's going on. Something's weird. Hydrate more with beer, right? That's a solution. Yeah, I took one sip and my body goes, ha no. That should have been the first sign. Yes. Yes, it should have been. I'll keep that in mind. Yes. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> let's get into the actual show once I clear my throat one more time. Good Lord. The actual video game age. All right. So I did <clears throat> I did break down and buy uh, Alan Wake through the Epic Store. Ooh. Or sorry, Alan Wake 2 through the Epic Store. So I'll start playing that soon. I'm Boys. very sure about that. And of course, I have been playing the um, Super Mario Brothers uh, Wonderful or Wonder. Is it Wonder or Wonderful? I think it's Wonder. Which I have to tell you, as as a longtime side-scrolling Mario gaming fan, I love the game. However, there are certain parts of the game where I I swear to God, the developer or the designer was like, you know what? What if halfway through the level, we decide to go on an acid trip? Ooh. Just for shits and giggles. 
because it is like some of the most bizarre, weird stuff that can that that happens. Uh, so in every single level, you're trying to collect. You're, of course, you're trying to get from point A to point B, uh, the start to the the end. And in there, you know, there's there's uh, some collectibles, but there's these um, these seeds that you need. You have to have a certain number of seeds to open up uh, the next level. And sure. a lot of these levels have uh, the ability to find to gain a seed for completing the level, or there's usually like a second one hidden somewhere. And that the hidden one is you got to find. I think it's usually like a floating flower that has some like psychedelic colors around it. When you hit it, that's what I'm talking about. The acid trip. It is the weirdest shit. I have watched my character turn into um, a Goomba into, I don't even know what it is. It's some kind of jumpy thing uh, into an actual block that I had to move around. It's really but is weird. it an enjoyable acid trip? Oh yeah, it is just, it's trippy. It's, it's, it's not, you know, what I think, what I think, Ironically, when I think Super Mario Brothers, I'm not thinking drugs, even though the entire game is built around the fact that shrooms can make you powerful. Apparently, it's a new direction for the Super Mario world. Who knew? Yes. Also, there is um, some some additional types of uh, power-ups. Uh, the the weirdest one being like the, the elephant fruit that turns you into an elephant. Well, elephant head. Kind of basically an upright anamorphous elephant. Or a big deal in the eye of Yoshi. Yeah, I know. Yoshi How is playable, but Yoshi uh, cannot. So in this, you don't have to play as Mario and or Luigi. You could play as a cast of characters. However, if you choose Yoshi, uh, you could play as Yoshi as the main character, but you don't get any of the power-ups. Ah. Yes. So there's that. Anyways, so... I'll be playing some of that. Now, uh, just before anyone asks, no. Have I played anything since my appendix has been taken out? No. My brain is scattered, which I think is pretty obvious at this point since I've been bouncing around uh, with words <laughs> since we began. So, speaking of brain scatter, totally yeah. random. Yeah. I have a LED MMO mouse. Uh -huh. It's a really long USB run to my computer. Uh -huh. And the LEDs have been off for like a month. And I figured it was just like too long to run and just got angry. Yeah. No, it turned out there's a button I didn't know exists that I just pressed that turns the LEDs <laughs> off and on. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm like, oh, there's a button that turns them off and on. It's just like me today when I sat in front of this glorious computer to to get ready for the Thursday hangout. And, my, and I noticed that somehow my son had managed to de-illuminate all the keys on my keyboard. Like all the backlight was off. And, no! and the only way that I could turn it back to the way it was, was I had to basically dig through like the archives of the keyboard website that I got this from, because of course that keyboard's been discontinued so I could find the driver that would allow me to set the color again. Nice. Well, sometime in the next couple of weeks, I did actually just order new parts to rebuild my computer. Ooh, fancy. With a new CPU and motherboard and RAM. So that will be coming. Um, I have to set aside time to do it, though. It's always the fun part. Of course. Um, well, have fun with that. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's actually get into some of the topics. I know that there's probably a ton of topics out there. I'm going to try my best to to pull in. Uh, some of the topics that have come across my attention. Uh, the first one, and this one, I just, I, I just want to say again and again, I told you so, I told you so, freaking gaming world, I told you so. And that is the fact that um, recently, uh, the gentleman who was basically the story producer for everything Dead Space came out and said that if there was one thing that he could change, it would be Dead Space 3 completely. And it's because they decided to make changes to gain a new audience. And in the process, not only did they not gain the new audience, but they lost the old one. And this is, ladies and gentlemen, if for those out there who may not have never played Space, uh, Dead Space, Dead Space is this horror, uh, like in the middle of space, jump scare type of first person shooter. And. 
No, is it first? No, it's not a first person shooter because it's a third person shooter because you're seeing the uh, over their shoulder. Over the shoulder, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so third person shooter, anyways. Um, one of the main components is the fact that you are on like a derelict spacecraft or a derelict station or something. So the lights are out, okay? Lights are out. And it's spooky and things jump out. You know, they'll be scuttling down the hall. You can hear them, but you can't see them. Uh, they did that for the first one and they did it for the second one. Phenomenal. Then on the third one, they decided, you know what? Since we're trying to gain this new audience, they wanted to put a more multiplayer fe featured aspect into the game, which was absolutely terrible. Uh, and the other thing is they decided to take the horror part out of it. And I'm sorry, survival needs a little horror in it to make it really bubble for me. And so when they took the, the horror part out, they basically turned on all the lights. So you would hear the, the skittering of, of things in the distance, but you'd also see them in the distance. And so you're like, oh, there they are. Woo. So it became basically just another generic FPS shooter at that point. Yes. What's up, Nakamoto? I hope you. Which, didn't I apologize if you tried to uh, tune into the show last week and there was nothing there. I, uh, as I was saying earlier, uh, I was in the hospital. I had to have my appendix emergencyly, emergencyly. Sure, that's a word. Uh, removed. Sure. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, so yes, the 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 even the story producer for Dead Space was like, yeah, we fucked up royally. With Dead Space Three, and I just I oh, like that confirmation. Are they remaking Dead Space Three, or is it just a confirmation that yeah, it's terrible? I I think. Or at this point, the ship sailed, and it's just move on, and let's do something else. Well, I mean, you did they did do a remake of the first Dead Space. Now I don't know what the sales figures are for that to see if it actually, um, if it actually warrants the the second one to be remade or not. I'm not sure, but mm. you know. Thank you, Nakamoto. Um, but that being said, I, it's just it's just nice for to be validated over the fact that that okay, there are times where that wonderful quote, "If it ain't broke, don't fix it," really applies. And Dead Space was one of those things. Okay. But we want to have a wider audience to play our games, good sir. Don't you know that we need to broaden our horizons to get more viewers and eyeballs to make more monies? Right. See, uh, yeah. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say the last part. Uh, <laughs> to make the more monies? The monies? Yeah. So, yeah. I think it also goes, but sometimes you make more money though, because that's what it all comes down to, by staying true to what you do well. Yes. It would be like FromSoft releasing a version of Dead Souls where it's a game that I could beat in an hour. That would just be dumb because then it would be like another Diablo game that's super easy. No, 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 no. It'd so, be like FromSoft giving you a, um, oh my gosh, Dark Souls game. Uh, but. Instead of the 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 creep, you know the the dark kind of uh, super difficulty of the game, it is now like uh, sunshine rainbows, and you're basically bopping um, characters that just fall over in three three clicks with lollipops. Because you we're know, trying to appeal I, to a, a younger audience. I think you've just given FromSoft a new challenge to create a. Uplifting yet still challenging day. <laughs> Can it be uplifting and challenging? Yes, I guess so. But could it be souls like uplifting? Mm. Do those two belong in the same sentence? Are they mutually exclusive? Mm. Mm. Interesting. Okay, so uh, some good, good and bad news. Um, I don't know if y'all have Netflix or not, but they have been like either pumping shit out or they've been announcing um, stuff left and right. Actually, they've been doing both. But um, first of all, if you, I just finished watching the anime uh, Pluto. That is weird. It is weird. It's definitely, definitely not. Seen it. It, it is. It's intense. It is intense. Um, it's definitely intense. If you like robots, but, but ah. like, but like, um, more like android 
uh, human-like robots uh, with a really, like, tough, hard, heavy-hitting story, uh, then check that out. Um, I also... You know what's huh? really strange on Netflix? Have what's you watched that? Oats Studio? I, I've watched a little bit of it. That's freaking weird. Yeah. I don't want to say anything else because, like, it will, like... You can't say anything without giving away what it is. It's like, it's like, uh, it's kind of like uh, a second attempt. It, it's kind of in the same vein as, um, oh shit, what was, what was that? What's that other, um, like compilation series on? Wasn't there a cartoon one? There, well, there was, what was it? Oh, was it Robots Sex and Death or something like that? Yeah. It was because I remember it's kind of like that. It was kind of in the same vein as that. Anyways, but it was weird. Anyway, speaking of Netflix, first of all, if you have not watched, if you've ever watched the the One Piece anime, or not, I highly recommend the the uh, live action. I finally got through it. I liked it. It Finally, a good live action anime. You mean a, a, a live action based off an anime? Yeah. One Piece is up there, dude. No, I mean a good, yeah. That's what I mean. It's finally a good, like, live action mm-hmm. show based off of anime because a lot of them sucked. Right? No, 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 right. no. They, they definitely, uh, having seen exactly what the first season, what basically in, it took uh, the first season. I think it was eight episodes long, each ranging from about like an forty-five minutes to an hour and five minutes, uh, per episode. So eight of those. And in that span, they were able to get through 43 anime episodes. But I think the other key, though, from my understanding is the One Piece actual um, author had, like, basically say over what happened in the live action. Nothing happened in that without his go-ahead. So versus other shows where it's just, you know, that the studio does whatever the hell they want. You actually have somebody on there who's invested in the actual story. And I think we see that time and time again, where you go from one medium to another. Yep. Usually it was so good that you don't want to deviate that from a reason. <laughs> like you have a good story, use it. Exactly. Now, I mean, they did, they made some tweaks here and there, which is, which were necessary. They took a lot. I mean, they took all the fluff out. I mean, there's always going to be necessary changes. Right. Like we all know that, but there comes a certain point where it's, yeah. But uh, the reason why I bring up Netflix and and their shows is the fact that we finally, finally, finally have a day or premiered uh, window for Arcane season two. When? Unfortunately, it is basically 365 days away. Damn. It will be in November 2024. Good gosh. Yep. Then season one come out in like 2022. Um, let's see here. Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, no, it it concluded in 2021, November 20th, 2021. Jeez, so that'll be three years. Damn. Yep. So, anyways. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, finally. Finally. Uh, Looking forward to I mean, the first season was phenomenal. So definitely look into another season a year from now. Yes. Yes. Uh, I will forget, and it'll just magically appear one day. Like, oh, I remember this show. You know, the funny thing is that, or I, I, the cool thing is that we'll probably have um, One Piece season two, either <laughs> just before this second season of arcane or at the same time because they i mean basically as soon as one piece was announced and and netflix saw how awesome it was and how well it tested they're like all right shit we're gonna do a second season they so also they had to is- build all of the those sets so those sets are still sitting somewhere so basically the opposite of cowboy bebop yes they actually had at Dragon Con, they had the giant one piece fan. It was pretty cool. Nice. Nice. But yeah, the 
Arcade Season 2 is a coming. Um, I'm looking forward to December 15th is Reacher Season 2. That's what I care about. Yes, I saw that as well, and that's a long that's time coming. A little bit longer than I think most people want it as well, but, you know, it's coming. Well, that dude is also Reacher. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a big boy. Yes, he is a very big boy. Uh, also, speaking of... Um, uh, Arcane, of course, Arcane is based off of the League of Legends world, uh, which, of course, is also gave birth to Legend of Ruterra, which, of course, is my uh, collectible card game of choice. And they did a really cool thing uh, recently with an individual who has basically been playing uh, competitively and, and streaming uh, Legend of Ruterra forever and a day. Uh, he is actually battling uh, ALS, which of course is um, m some people would know it as Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah. Um, and they did a really cool thing uh, recently, Riot, Riot did, uh, where they, with his help, they created two follower cards, one basically of him and one of his children, with his children. Aww. So it's a pretty cool thing. If you want more information, definitely go to... Um, either jump into Legend of Terra and it's in the the immediate pop-up when you log in, or I'm sure you can go to Legend of Terra's website and you can read the story there as well. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I like when, when you know, companies do that kind of thing. Um, actually, I saw... Crap. So, basically the opposite of BlizzCon this year. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Blizzard, I mean Activision, I mean Microsoft, let's talk about the uh, the shitstorm that uh, Microsoft is uh, apparently kicking up when it comes to voice actors. Oh, jeez. So, um, basically, uh, Microsoft, uh, on November 6th, announced that they had partnered with InWorld AI to develop an AI tool set for studios that will empower creators empower creators in dialogue, story, and quest design. And not only is it going to help you write it, but it's also going to help you voice it, from my understanding. And, um, yeah, so recently, uh, one of the individuals who, um, who voices a character in Starfield was asked about you know how would you how what what are your thoughts about uh or what words of wisdom would you give to an individual trying to break into the voice acting field and he said very bluntly if you want to start a voice acting career don't bother unfortunately the cynicism me says that they're right um i know we have a lot of you know a big part of the strike of the writer strike and the actor strike was over the rights of AI. Um, and basically, re and a lot of it is reusing that, both in terms of writing and also somebody's likeness and image once they've more than likely passed away. Yes. But I think the big difference is with when it comes to actual real-life actors on the screen, there is still that human connection that you want to feel and see and definitely part of it's known that it's a real person. Like, you know, it's Tom Cruise or Anna de Armas or any of these people, like they're actual real people. Some of them are crazy, some of them are normal, who knows, but they're actually real life people. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, and I think for most of us, we play video games. We honestly probably don't really give. Um, I know we're a video game podcast, but most of us aren't going to give a shit if it's a real person. Because there just is... The reality is for most gamers, there's just not that actual human connection to the voice actors in the game. Um, I mean, I also have a few very iconic ones. Most people don't know who a single voice actor is going to be. Um, so I think the voice actors for video games in particular are going to have a much harder time um, because I think video games can still sell using, like, if it, let's just say you create a movie with just AI-generated actors. Yeah. 
I think the audience will be like, WTF is this? But if you have a video game with just AI-created voice actors, there might be some uproar over it. But if it's a good game, and the AI obviously doesn't sound like, you know, Cortana or a stupid computer, um, then people will get over it and in the long run, probably not care. Now, um, you know, I, I do not want robots to take jobs from people. However, um, there is one interesting idea that um, that I've been hearing, and that is to have uh, developers utilize AI to help NPCs be more basically human-like. So they're not just doing the, the, the same routine over and over again. So maybe you don't hear the same six lines of dialogue for 120 hours. You know what infuri that infuriates me? I've been playing, I've been lately, I got back into Last Ark. And it's like, whenever you pass this one person in the stronghold, it's like, would you like to go visit the tavern? It's not them or what it is, but it's the same exact line every time you go past the person, the NPC. And I'm just like, can I murder you? I know you live here no, no. and you're supposed to help me, but you're really annoying. No, no, Starfield. Every single time you walk by um, at least one uh, Crimson Raider or Crimson Fleet uh, person in any area, you'll see you're, I'm glad you decided to join the fleet. Otherwise, it would have killed you every time. Every yeah. time. That is like, I, I, a lot of video games do that and it's really annoying. Yes. So, I mean, if you, if we could, you know, here, here's the deal. I think that, honestly, I think that for the iconic main voices, I think that it should continue to be the big name, you know, the, the bigger name voice actors. I don't want that to be, I don't want AI to touch that. Now, if you are trying to break into the industry and to make the game seem more lifelike, I know, I understand that AI allows, you know, they allow you to, you know, extrapolate uh, the words and stuff in, in order to gain more text options or whatever. So what about this? Why don't we have littler known uh, voice actors or people trying to break in basically just sign a contract that, uh, they read a bunch of dialogue and then uh, basically say, for this project only, uh, you can you can basically take what I've said and then build upon it in other iterations or something. So at least you still have you're still your voice is still yours. So that, you know, maybe you can use that as a stepping stone. Like, look, I got the, the you know, look how hard I busted my balls, even though AI decided to go. I don't know. I just, I don't want AI to fuck everything up. No, I agree. Like, in a idyllic world, I agree. I would rather it actually be real human life actor, voice actors over AI. But in the long run, for computer games at least, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I just, I I just don't see. I it comes down to the as we always like to say, it comes down to the Moonies, um, and in the long run for video games, it's going to be cheaper for them to just pop an AI voice actor over a real person. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I mean, we're also very much the vocal extreme minority. Like most people don't even know that there's this whole AI thing going on when it comes to video game voice actors. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden people are like, there's a, you know, probably going to be a, at some point, if you do a game voice actor strike, they're going to be like, why don't they just use AI? That's probably gonna be most, most people's first response, honestly, for video games. Because um, it's just a very, it's, it's kind of like the anonymity of the internet, where when you don't have to put a face, to even in that case, the written text, you see how people act online. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of the same with voice actors. So you don't put a voice to that voice actor whose job is probably going to be lost to AI. It's kind of the same thing. Right. Um, so you're right. I agree with you. I wish that AI were not taking, you know, when it comes to actual 
human things like voice acting and acting, I just don't see particularly with voice acting how to effectively get around that. Um, I, I just, I mean, I wish I were wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Um, I just don't see a good answer to it right now. Right. I, yeah, I don't, I don't either. I, um, I also think a lot of, it, it's different too. Cause like with movies, like you need to see and hear that actor, but with like video games, even though like voice acting is important to a lot of people, a lot of people don't care about voice acting. I remember that's still not, it, it puts the extra cherry on top for a lot of video games, but a lot of people are like that. Although I will say I'd rather have no voice acting than bad AI voice acting. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing worse than bad like voice acting in a video game. That really throws me out of it. True. Yeah. And I mean, it's really easy to get bad AI voice acting. Right. I mean, but I mean, maybe that's what it's gonna take. Maybe it's gonna take uh some some companies deciding to go the AI route and then it just being absolute horseshit. You can hope. Yeah, who knows? Although we've seen the horseshit blizzards done lately and it hasn't changed anything. No, it is not. Unfortunately. Let's talk about some non-horseshit. How about that? And that's the fact that we are 100% confirmed from the horse's mouth itself, Nintendo. Ah. Um, I had no idea where you were going with that I preamble. Know. Uh, I say Nakamo says it's a video game after all. We don't pay carpenters to build the houses in games. Why wouldn't it be the same with the voice at work once it's possible? <clears throat> Technically, you are paying the modeler for the design for the building of the houses in the game. Mm. But let's I'm not going to break it down cuz I mean I could I did no. No, Charlie. Uh, anyways, let like back back to uh, the the happier stuff. Um, Zelda, The Legend of Zelda live action film is set to start, and it will have uh, Miyamoto as one of the producers, which means that someone who knows his shit will be attached to the project. Which is what we were just talking about when it comes to One Piece and and uh, uh, Cowboy Bebop. Someone knows their shit. And I am excited. And I wish that... Um, I, I know that it's, it's a, a joint project between uh, Nintendo and Sony Pictures. And yep. that Nintendo's actually f- fronting over 50% of the bill. And um, the, the the theatrical distribution will be done by Sony Pictures, and um, that's all I got. I mean, that's all we know. But that's I'm excited already. Yes, <clears throat> I am. I am thrilled. I really because if Miyamoto's on it, and Nintendo's got the bet, it's gonna have to be good. Otherwise, Nintendo will. Burn Just it to the ground. Yeah, if it's not good, the toast going to be like, it never happened. What movie? That was just some fanfic. We shut that shit down. DMCA for everyone who even mentions the existence of Zelda ever again. Well, Zelda movie. We're going to still make the game. We're rebranding our video game. It was so bad. Uh, anyways. Um, so I... I uh, Zelius made mention of BlizzCon, and I do want to uh, just ask Zelius a quick question. That was that there is something about um, the new expansion, Vessel of Hatred, uh, and possible additional classes? Apparently a class that's never been played before in a Diablo game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. That's all I know. So basically what there's what it appears is that uh, the new addition to the campfire, which of course is basically, I'm assuming they've they've always kept it where all the your yeah. character classes are standing around a campfire. 
um, would be the spirit born, a glaive wielding class that will cover the other side of nature, nature's coin opposite of the druids. And I guess my real question is, of course, the monetization. Mm -hmm. So you already had Diablo four for $70 come out. Mm -hmm. You have the season pass. Mm -hmm. Are they going to be doing an expansion, like a 40 plus dollar expansion every year on top of that? They got to make the monies. Apparently they're not making it from freaking uh, overwatch league. So they got to get somewhere. Ooh, burn. Uh, from my understanding, a lot of people were taken aback by the um, the introduction of the Spiritborn because everybody was um, really banking on the fact that uh, Palad uh, that the Paladin or Crusader class was going yes. to be making appearance. That was definitely the expectation. Um, what I will say, which was interesting, because okay, so. When we were at um, DragonCon, I did go to a panel from the lore writers of actually the quest lines for Diablo 4, and the question of the classes came up. And the point, because they, you know, they had a lot of discussions about the classes, and one thing they did say when it came to the class designs, if you look at how they are designed in Diablo 4, they're all kind of darker and kind of closer to the side of darkness than light. Mm -hmm. Which, from a thematic perspective, doesn't necessarily fit you because, like, in the expansion, like, season two, you're basically a vampire um, with vampiric powers. So, in terms of kind of being closer to the, I mean, you kind of party with Mephisto a little bit and he helps you out in the main story quest. So, in terms of the kind of grim dark they were going for, if you want to kind of go down the lore route, it does kind of at least make some lore thematic sense that they don't have the crusader or the paladin right now i mean that could obviously change with an expansion it's not hard to create a quest line of why you have a paladin but at the same time at least from a grim dark kind of story which is what they're going with diablo 4 it makes sense lore wise in that regard at least but what what about just you know the 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 absence of that type of Unlike the, just the build of the character, yeah, I it's people want the hammer. To, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, that that's yeah. We're missing the hammer in and the other four. Yes, it's very unfortunate. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to pause real quick to uh, show some love and respect to those individuals who help Alter Confusion be the best that we can be, and that, of course, is the friends of the show. So, without further ado, let's give some shout outs here, shall we? The first one, of course, is going to The Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. The next shout-out we got to give is to an individual who apparently just got his season tickets for uh, Kansas City Sports. <laughs> that is, of course, uh, New Boy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, New Boy Media, previously Wet Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. The next shout-out, unfortunately, I... <laughs> My appointment was actually on the day I went to the hospital, so I was unable to get my adjustments for all my... Wait, isn't he mobile? Couldn't he have come to you? Yeah, I'm pretty I'm just, sure the I'm hospital would have turned me away. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, here are chiropractic's unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. 
Here at Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They're committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. Pretty sure he didn't want to adjust me and feared that he would make my appendix worse. Let's just put it that way. Or maybe he could have fixed it. It would have like magically healed it up somehow. I don't think that's how it works. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the uh, the music maestro himself. Crosspad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content, just like Alter Confusion. Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email Josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he can do for you. The final shout out we got to give is to the original patron, and that, of course, is Agile Axiom. By day, Axe leads both the development team and system administration team working with satellites at NASA's Goddard campus. But while not in meetings and many times during, he is the Agile Evangelist Agile Axe, championing the philosophy of Agile and trying the world over, to, trying to make the world over a good lord. Why I keep putting over in there? And trying to make the world a better place for software developers, testers, system admins, and software projects the world over. There's the world over. Decades of experience in software development and leading agile teams are brought to bear against evil processes, inefficient work, and bad habits. For information, go to agileaxiom.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know you're all asking, how do I become a friend of the show? Well, that's quite simple. Ladies and gentlemen, let me change my sheet here. Here we go. Um, Alter Confusion survives the love of supportive fans like you, and so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, demigods, interdimensional beings, gods, demons, aliens, mummies, vampires, zombies, swamp creatures, supporters, and more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. We currently have two tiers. That's one, two tiers uh, that you can do a monthly pl uh, pledge at. And the first one is the $1 a month tier. That's $1 a month or $12 a year. And, not, and what you get is early access to all the playthroughs as well as uh, access to all patron-only posts to help shape the future of Alter Confusion. The next one is the $5 a month. That's $5 a month or $60 a year. Not only do you get everything at the $1 level, but you also gain your name organization added to our Friends of the Show section of every single Thursday night hangout. So if you want to become a patron of Alter Confusion, go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Altered Confusion. Now, this one hurts a little bit, but we're going to talk about it. Ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion has is proud to say that we have been fundraising for Extra Life for 12 years straight. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best, game, to help sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle Neck Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life will go directly to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta uh, as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Alter Confusion. And I promise that once I have conquered this whole thing, I will be doing my 24-hour game-a-thon. I thought you were going to say once I've conquered death. Sure. Once I conquered death, then you, you can, then you will know. No, seriously. Uh, last week and was supposed to be the 24-hour game-a-thon, um, but as I was recovering from surgery... And uh, as it's abundantly clear to me right now, there is no way that I'm gonna, that I'm capable uh, in the near future uh, to sit in a chair and game for 24 hours straight. Uh, but once I am capable of doing so, I will lock in a 24-hour time frame, and I will game the shit out of everything. Okay, so you will get that 24 hours of gaming from Charlie. Have no fear. You're going to – never mind. Don't do it, Zelius. I I stopped myself. Barely. Barely. It was very hard. Yes, yes. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the fact that um, 
it's already been rumored and to many game, um, uh, I guess, voters out there confirmed that Starfield has been completely kicked off uh, any list for game of the year, which I totally agree. As apparently Alan Wake 2 has just been so mind-blowingly amazing that uh, F that Starfield shit. Didn't we already have a couple of great games this year, like Hogwarts Legacy? And Baldur's Gate uh, 3? Yeah, I know. It's, I mean, I'm not, I don't know which one those should be given a year, but there's definitely like. Isn't there there like a game that's kind of like Starfield that's also came out that, that started to get some buzz? uh, Star Citizen? No, no, no. No, a game that's actually fully out. That will. Oh, fully out. Oh, fully out. Uh, of course, you also had Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh it's, shit, that's right. Yeah, the second Legend of Zelda. Yeah, that fuck. That one. Yeah, I mean, it's... There's always going to be that when you get this late in the year, a game comes out, it's like, oh my gosh. And you have recency bias where you just remember what came out recently. Yeah. Oh, man, I really wish I could remember. There was another game that everyone's like, they did it better. But I can't remember what the hell... Oh, I'll have to look because most of these articles I typed in Starfield, they're they're from September and it's it's something that's that they that someone was talking about just recently. Damn it, I'm gonna have to find it. I have no idea. All right, I'll, I'll figure it out. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, Charlie will figure it out. Hopefully, possibly, who knows? But I'll figure it out. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. The, is it Armored Core? No, no. It's it's like, it's like it's. I want to say it's got like a one word title as well, but I can't. I really cannot remember what the hell it is. Um, Jedi. <laughs> Stop just naming random shit. I have no idea. I'm out of ideas. I'm out, I'm out of terrible ideas at that. Oh, uh, okay. Well. So you're saying that you had a good one to start? Oh, burn. I'm here, Artline, man. That's not cover <laughs> anything. I'm sorry, Zealys. That was a low blow. It's okay. I'll just go crying to my cat's fur after the show. Just don't breathe too heavily. I don't want you to start sneezing too much. Oh, it's like a filter before it gets into my soul. Anyway, Zelius, what have you been playing as of late? Uh, I started playing Lost Ark again. Um, it, it's a easy to pick up hack and slash MMO where it's like you just go kill everything, mm-hmm. and, and it's just boom, me smash face. And sometimes, like you're in the mood where you just want to play a game where it really doesn't require much thought. Like you just press buddy and go, I'm going to destroy everything on the face. And yeah, it's easy, it's straightforward, and you just go kill everything. Nothing wrong with killing everything. Yeah, it's just, it's a, in my mind at least, it's a pretty easy, mindless game to play right now where you just go crush everything in sight. And sometimes that's just what you want in a video game. It's just mindless destruction. Indeed. I, and I've, so, as, I've, as I've alluded to, I have not been playing any games, so I can't really... Add much to the conversation on this one for now. Well, I've been paying attention to is when do I want to go jump back into Final Fantasy 14? Because they've officially announced the first class of the expansion, which is the Viper, a dual wielding sword person. Noise. And that's all we know. Uh, so, sometime in 2024, who knows when that'll actually be, though? Well, Hopefully. one can hope. Uh, apparently, Zelius is. Uh, uh, year is going to be 2024. The year of 2024. It's going to be like 1999 all over again. I don't really remember 1999. I don't think it was too bad, but I don't know if it was <laughs> noteworthy. It was just the first random year that came to my mind. Okay, touche. I tell you. Like, isn't there a song called 1999 or something? I don't know. A party like it's 1999. I believe it's by Prince. There we go. I thought I'm thinking of I'm partying with Prince like it's 1999 while playing video games. Oh, uh, well, 
Yes, rocking it out while you play video games. Nothing wrong with that as, as long as you're not streaming because you don't need... You don't want to get your ass DMCA'd. Yeah. Damn it. Anyways. Um, I really wish I had some more news, but I don't... I, the, the news that I that I thought I had, I don't have. Um, I didn't know that potentially affects games on the Xbox console is Microsoft has come out and said that they are effectively banning all non-authorized Microsoft peripherals. Ooh. And it's created quite the uproar because initially the was reported as, oh, this is going to block Zims. The XIMs, which if you don't know what those are, those are basically the devices that emulate your keyboard and mouse on the consoles. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is the Zim manufacturers are already like, dude, we basically emulate authentic devices already, so that doesn't actually do anything. Mm-hmm. So really the only thing it blocks is either really cheap joysticks or uh, game pads because you don't want to pay 50 or 60 so you buy the $10 Chinese knockoff. Um, also, custom joysticks for fighters and also potentially um, adaptive assistance type of custom controllers for those with disabilities um, because a bunch of those don't have potentially authorized Microsoft chips in it, basically. Um, so there's been quite a bit of talk of like, what does this ban actually mean and who's going to take the worst of it? So um, the, the accessibility controllers could potentially be one of the heavily hit. Yeah. Potentially if they haven't been authorized by Microsoft. Yes. That's what it comes down to. Fantastic. Um, now, apparently, if it's an accessibility controller, supposedly Microsoft is good about working with the creators of adaptive devices mm-hmm. or accessibility devices. Mm-hmm. So they do make it easy in that regard. I guess it's just a hoop you have to run through or draw through. Um, I know people are also concerned about um, race car driving peripherals because a lot of those are like, I mean, you can get super customized. Right. When you come to like your, you know, um, steering wheel and you got brake pads and all that stuff. And those ain't cheap either. What about the, uh, uh, the fighting pads? Well, that was the big question was the fighting pads. Mm-hmm. And from what I could gather without actually knowing shit about the fighting scene is one of the big manufacturers of joysticks was like already authorized. So they should be fine. Mm-hmm. But some of the other ones might not be. And now they're trying to figure out what's going to happen. So, yeah, the question is, we don't actually know. Well, I guess, I don't know if the update's actually gone into effect by now or not, because this came out last week. So, yeah. But the people that we originally hoped would get blocked by, which are all the Zim users, are basically like, ha-ha, this doesn't affect us. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, as as an individual who works with or has to keep an eye on compliance and accessibility the that would really suck balls if they screw the pooch and have some kind of um their decision hurts individuals who can't use standard controllers because of uh motor function issues or whatnot agreed yeah so don't know what's gonna happen on that one but yeah um yeah uh yay it's it's always something something they companies always try to stop something but they never actually solve the issue what they do is they create a bigger issue that's such so lovely yeah i think it's also hard because it's like midway through a console generation yeah like if there was a policy like, you know, when the Xbox, I don't know whether that, the Xbox 1080p comes out, well, that's a terrible name for it. The 1080 comes out, mm-hmm. then, you know, if you had that policy at the very beginning, then it's like, I don't think anybody's going to care. Yeah. But like when you're partway through a hardware cycle and people have already invested money in the peripherals for that generation, that's why I think it kind of sucks. Or Especially let, the, let's let's just say, mm, I don't know. I'm just gonna choose a random console out there. Uh, let's just say like 
I don't know, Sony console that uh, is touting this crazy ability to do a dual built, a dual, dual boot thing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, halfway through its life cycle, they're like, you know what? Fuck this shit. We're taking it away. Uh, after the, uh, you know, some large government organization uh, thoroughly utilizes that to help them with, you know, defense strategy and all that stuff. That would, you know, that would never happen. <coughs> Sony. Uh-huh. So you're saying it finally, it, yes. <laughs> I mean, I understand trying to, to, you know, keep a, and, and, uh, an even playing field and, um, to make sure that people aren't exploiting your, your platform, your, your device, your hardware, but I mean, God, that's got to be tricky as hell. Um, to to do that. Now that being yeah. said, I my sons apparently I the total like jump off in a random tangent here. My kids have decided that they're going back hardcore into Roblox, and it makes my oh. skin fucking crawl with the amount of <laughs> IP infringement. Ah, uh. there. There's games that have stolen sound bites from TV shows, uh, you know, uh, cartoons, so that they can uh, make voice to the attacks that they do with their unlicensed version of insert anime character or transformer character or whatever. Uh, I yeah, I mean, a lot of people, and maybe, I don't know, Maybe it is a generational thing. Don't even put two and two together. I know I've been in schools where people, usually students, will be like, hey, let's watch a movie, and they'll just pull it up Pirate website. Yeah. And, like, they don't even think anything of it. It's just, like, a natural inclination to go do that. Like, that's the first reaction. It's like, oh, yeah, let's just go to a Pirate website and watch something on this website. I'm like, no, that's a terrible thing to do. And like, I mean, I know for myself, like when I first started college, I was definitely somebody who's like on Napster and LimeWire getting all the stuff I could. Um, I've since seen the light. Um, so maybe there is a bit of growing up there or immaturity. I don't know. Um, maybe ease of access to the, you know, media. Because like, if you're a kid, you can't necessarily like, if your parents don't let you watch Netflix or Hulu, then I guess you just go get it any way you can. Right. Right. Um, which I know is different than Roblox. Um, and I, you know, I would say from an ethical perspective, it depends on what are you doing? Like, are you selling that assets within Roblox or is it you've already purchased Roblox and it's something you're just doing within the game, then I'm like, meh, that's not a big deal. Uh, Roblox is a free, is, is basically uh, a free to play platform where individuals cr create their own game within it and they can put price tags on basically exclusive items or exclusive skins uh, that can equate into real ro Robux, which is the Roblox currency that you actually have to buy uh, from like a gift card, like a Krug or something. So yeah, if somebody's creating those assets and like they're free to use, I don't see an issue with it. Even if they're technically copyrighted, I'm like, whatever. But if you are selling those assets and they're like legitimately actually copyrighted somewhere, yeah. then yes, I think in that case that is ethically dubious. Yes. Um, yeah, because it's like I always see Roblox gift cards like at the store. So it's like Wait, it's free to play. So what am I buying Roblox like money for? I'm so confused. It's so that you can have the ability to have the cool golden gun. Like there's an absolute like um it's it's basically a halo um like PVP halo. Um in in Roblox style. Um but on the other hand since we did talk about voice actors earlier, did you see that the actor strike is apparently coming to an end? Yes. Apparently they actually did come to a resolution. I haven't actually seen what the details are, um, but apparently they did come 
to a um, union and studio deal of some sort. And there's AI writing all over it, as, from my understanding as well. What do you mean by AI writing? That, um, that like, no AI. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure that was kind of like with the writer strike. That was, I'm sure that was a large crux of the strike is AI and yeah. what to do around that. And most likely there will be future strikes over the same exact thing. Yep. But it, yep. we shall see. All right. Um, I have been trying to go as quickly as possible to find the stupid Starfield-like game. I still can't find it. So maybe I hallucinated it while I was on some of my heavier drugs. <laughs> I'm not sure. I would approve. Yes. But, um, yeah. Because I've basically gone back to the beginning of uh, this month on a, every single website I could think of. <laughs> That would have that news. There's nothing. <laughs> and I there's understand. nothing there. So Charlie once again has hallucinated. Whatever the hell he thought he was talking about. I think that's okay. Yes. Anyways, uh, I think, ladies and gentlemen, we have unfortunately reached the end of our show. Uh, so I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zelius, it's been a pleasure giving everything from our heads, our mouths, and of course... Our hearts will be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. And remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother. <laughs>